And that is us live. Uh, thank you, everyone, who's watching tonight. You are watching MMA UK, and tonight we've got a special guest, uh, Abthay's own Jack Tanks. Tank Shaw. Jack, how's it going, buddy? How's, how's the things? One, uh, the one and only. I'm all right. The one and only. I'm all good. I'm all good. Yeah, brilliant, buddy. It's good. It's good to have you, Jack. And um, it, it seems like you know the more interviews we do now, it gets a little bit more high profile every time. You know, the the fights get bigger, the numbers get bigger. And we, we're kind of keeping on rolling this. How, how have you been since the win over at Yaz Island? Yeah, I've been good. Um, just obviously been um, just been enjoying, you know, enjoying a little bit of downtime, I suppose. And I'm still in the gym, obviously, but you know, enjoying the. The, the the training without like the you know the pressure of preparing for a, for a fight in a sense you know but um i'm back sort of training quite intensely now just just waiting on um you know a bit of news or whatever for a date i mean nothing set in stone yet but yeah i've just been it's just been nice to um enjoy the victory a little bit and uh, and obviously improving in in certain areas and just try some new things out you know without the uh, the pressure of the fight looming over me yeah, um, and what I, what I should say before we really get into it, Jack, um, it was actually supposed to be three of us on here tonight. Uh, obviously, myself, you, and Evil Oban Elliot. Oban, he's he's done a bit of a superstar on us. Yeah, he's, ru- he's running a bit late, so he's going to join in. But, uh, Let me tell you, right, I'm free and all, I was never late for interviews, so uh, you know, it's bad etiquette <laughs> on, uh, on his part. We have to have a word with him now when he comes in, but he is a future superstar, so uh, maybe he can yeah. get away with it. We'll, we'll let him slide this time, I think, Kank. We'll let him slide. But uh, so, yeah, I, I want to get into it. Obviously, you had a, a massive performance last time, Aaron Phillips. Uh, a guy, you know, you were 12 and 0, he was 12 and 3. So, the same amount of wins going in. What, what do you think, looking back at that performance? Now, I know you said straight after in the interview, you, you weren't 100% happy with it, even though he was uh, <laughs> a, a no hitter, as Paul Felder said. What, what, what's your thoughts looking back on that fight now and the performance you put in with the, the second round finish? Yeah, I watched it back a couple of times. Um, I watched it back straight after, and I've watched it back once or twice since I've been home. Um, but yeah, it, w- it went really well. I mean, I think when you're in there, you sort of overanalyze yourself a little bit. You know, what why may feel was a little bit sloppy, and it didn't necessarily look so sloppy on camera when watching yeah. it back. But um, there were certain things that um, I could have done a little bit better, like the first couple of exchanges. But I mean, overall, I was I was happy. You know, it went went the plan. Um, executed the game plan as I mean I know we didn't really have a set game plan because it was like a short notice fight with the opponent change but just did what my coaches wanted from me you know went out there and, and, and fought my game and uh, di- didn't take no damage um di- didn't put myself in any bad positions you know so yeah it went really well uh, the coaches are happy and um if they're happy you know then um and also I'm happy that if, if they think I've had a good night at the office and um I'm more than happy to uh, to take their word for it you know yeah, definitely. I think what what we've said sort of consistently with you throughout your career is that you've you've co- constantly stepped up a better fighter every time, a better record every time. With that being said, do you feel like the finish comes sooner than you expected in this fight? Because it was a good first round, obviously you dominated, but then second round he seemed to he seemed to sort of crumble quite quickly when you got on top of him. Was it a bit sooner than you thought that finish? Uh no. To be honest, I think well if I can get that sort of position early in a round against anyone in the division, I'll I'll I'm in with a shout to finish him. You know, I, I hit um, full guard or half guard. I think it was sort of within the first minute of the round. So, I, you know, I have four minutes to work and, and put the pressure on him. And, I mean, you've seen it in, in all my fights. When I hit that top position early on in the round, very rarely do they escape, you know, to, to, to see the round out. If they do see the round out, you know, they, they, they've taken out of a lot of punishment and, and they don't come into the next round the same fighter. So, I mean, once I sort of passed through to half guard, you know, jumped into the mount and took top the back, 
I just knew it was a matter of time then. Um, I think I, I broke him down a little bit in the first round with the sort of grind. I think he was expecting to defend my takedown a little bit easier and keep keep the distance. I know that was the game, the game plan. Well, I say game plan, but we, it wasn't a game plan. It was just get out there and get in his face. <laughs> yeah. And um, we, I did that consistently in the first round. I, when I got all of him, I made sure to make him carry my weight. I damaged him with the knees and the elbows and the, and the punches. And obviously, when I got on top then, as Carl Parker would say, I'm uh, I'm the best in the world when it comes to um, mixing in those elbows with my grappling. And, you know, if I can get my, my shots going like I did, eventually they, they'll either give me the mount or the back, which uh, usually um, re- results in a finish. But I, I wouldn't say it come quicker than what I expected. It was just, you know, I, I knew sort of once I hit that position, I was in with a shout again in Mountain Day because I'm just very good at breaking people down from that position. But he was a tough kid, you know. Even in the first round, um, he didn't he didn't want to give in. He did his very best to not give me, you know, the positions I wanted. He he took some big knees. He took a couple of uh, big mid kicks. Um, and he young in there, you know, he's a he, he's you know he's, he's a lifelong martial artist. I haven't chatted to him a little bit, you know, online and stuff. So all credit to him, you know. He hopefully his next fight in the UFC, he gets a bit more of a favorable match. And you know, I like to see him do well because he seems a good <laughs> yeah. guy, like like I you know a family man. Got his own gym and everything, so you know he's a good guy, Aaron, and you know not not some not a guy with an ego afterwards. You know he was very happy just to, just to get the chance to fight again in the UFC. So I wish him all the best. Yeah, no fair play. Yeah, I mean we spoke to Brett, and obviously he got a win out of there as well. It's same team now. What was the whole experience like being out there with your father and obviously with Parker and Brett? What, what was it like going out and experiencing Fight Island? Did you get to experience much of it? Because I know obviously uh, a lot of it was sort of sitting in isolation, a lot of it was time yeah. training inside. Did you get to see anything out there or was it literally just uh, all business this time around? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit, a little bit. I think we had a day where we, we went for a little walk, we went onto the beach, um, had a jump in the sea. But uh, to be honest, other than I, it was, it was a lot of just, just strictly business, um, you know, just training. We was obviously sleeping through the day, training through the night, so there's only so much you can do in the pitch black. Um, but that's just how we, we, we like to do it, fight week, you know, it's, it's, it's all about... I'm not one of them. I, I don't like to be out there, you know, and, and, and living the dream as such, you know, and, and doing this sound. Yeah, I'm, I'm out there and I'm all business and Brett is very similar to me. And it was good to have a teammate and, and obviously him and his brother there with, with with me, you know, to go through the fight. I know he fought a couple of days later, but we pretty much experienced the fight week together. Yeah. So it just made the experience a little bit more enjoyable. Um, Gutly, I didn't get uh, to stay and watch his fight live, but I, w- I would have only been able to watch it from the hotel room anyway. So, yeah. you know, it was a great weekend for us. Um, and great, great, great one for the coaches as well. Two, two out of two wins on Fight Island for my old man and Carl, and um, and obviously all our other coaches as well. Uh, is 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 a special one. Um, so you know, if if they don't go back to Fight Island, that that'll always set in stone. If they do go one back, for history you know, books. One for the history books, I think, wouldn't it? Yeah, of course it is. You know, like that's what motivated me to be honest. It was a, it was a little bit more of a short notice fight night than I usually like. You know, I like a long camp, but to it was motivating and it was sort of we may never go back or if we do go back to Fight Island you know it's only the first time on Fight Island once yeah. so it was motivating for me to think right must be one of those those few guys who got to go out there and have the opportunity to to say you know in the midst of a in the mix of a, a, like a global pandemic I, I, I still managed to, to travel to Abu Dhabi and, and put it on the line but also did it in an island that was strictly there for the UFC so it's a it's a possibly a once in a lifetime opportunity you know it's not going to I don't imagine it's going to be like that forever, you know, when, when the crowds yeah. come back. So it's definitely one to, uh, to tell the kids and the grandkids maybe if uh, if we have any in the future. 
Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. One thing I want to touch on to me, you said there um, about Brett, is it sort of pushing you to a next level? Now, I know obviously you've always come from a good camp, you've got great coaches and great teammates, but having Brett who's in the UFC in the same weight class, is that something that's pushing you on sort of next level now, do you think? Yeah, completely, completely different. Uh, it's a completely different level of preparation. You know, it's like having a, in my opinion, Brett could beat anyone in the top 10. So it's like having, a, you know, a top 10 UFC fight now in your weight pushing you to the limit in the gym every day. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the rounds are very 50-50, but it's, it's sort of, it helps keep me humble as well. You know, he's taking me down, he, he's catching me in bad positions. He's, you know, some rounds he puts me on the fence and I can't move <laughs> unless he decides he wants to let me move. So it's it's perfect training for me. And I, I like to think that, um, you know, I, I can, I'm helping him out as well a little bit with a spar. I like to think the the level of sparring he's having with me now is, is obviously is obviously a step up as well for him. So I think you'll you'll just see in the next couple of years we're just going to bounce off each other and, and pull each other along. Um, and not just me and Brett. You know, the, look look at the boys coming through at amateur. You know, your, your likes of um, you know, you've got Josh Reed, Chris Edwards, or everybody you know. And then we've got guys like Jordan Peak, um, Scotty Pedersen, who's training with us now. Uh, Oban, obviously, just despite being a little bit bigger than me and Brett. Um, and then, you know, just we got a cracking team of youngsters here now with Levi and Kenzie and Ellis and, and all the boys coming up through, as well as mixed in with all the elite level grapplers we got as well. So, you know, me and Brett are, are the, you know, the two that probably get the most eyes on us along with Marsh from being in the UFC. But the team there now is, is, is massive and, and we got good strength and depth. And give us maybe three, four, five years, there'll be a lot more than, uh, than three SMMA boys in the UFC. I'm confident of that. Yeah, I hope so. It definitely seems to be the way it's trending. Uh, we've got Oban Elliott joining us now as well. Oban, thanks Hello, for joining I, us. I don't know if you could see me or not, boys. How are we doing? Sorry, yeah. mate. Oh, one thing I might have to ask you is, do you have a pair of headphones around? Because sometimes it messes no. up the audio. But we'll we'll risk we'll risk this one oh, there, right? Look at I, him, good. superstar. Like, he's late and he's got his headphones. I've blocked everyone out of the uh, <laughs> of the room. They ain't coming in, don't worry. There you go. What's up? What so why why are you late? Oh, you know, you got Jack, like you said, three three and oh, this guy, he, he was never never late, never tardy. What's what's going on? Yeah, I, I had to take care <laughs> of the job. Can't say too much. There we go. Yeah, never trust the gangster and all that. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we've we've got a question actually coming in, and that is from Peter Knox, and he's asking, Oh man, what does Jack need to do to become a gangster? I mean, I don't know if there's much more he can do at the minute, is there? He he he's already a gangster. He's just he's just not in my gang in particular. But he's already <laughs> he's um you know he's in. Our, of course, we're on the same team. But like he's got his own gangster circle. He, he doesn't need me to tell him he's a gangster. <laughs> he knows he knows the crack, doesn't he? It's the Ablary Charter. He's the uh, yeah yeah. Charter, look, and I'm the Charter. <laughs> yeah, he's the Ablary Charter. He's got he's got it covered. There you go. Yeah. Jack, one thing I did want to ask before we sort of speak to Oban a little bit was what was it like fighting with no crowd, number one? And what was it like fighting at like 4 a.m. as well? Because it was kind of, I spoke to Shaky on fight week and he was saying like you're, you're sort of sleeping all day, up all night preparing yeah. for the fights. What, what was that like for you guys? Uh, the, the sleeping pattern was, it was a weird one to start. But to be honest, we nailed it. We had it nailed down. We was going to bed, I think it was around like 5, 6 a.m. We was trying to get up then around like I think it was about three p.m. You know, obviously fight day. We tried to sleep in a little bit later because we had to train a little. Well, we was training. We doing our last session. It was about one one a.m. So we was fighting at, at three a.m. out there. We was we was trying to sleep in a little bit later fight day. But we nailed the sleeping pattern down early. It was just a little bit of like you know, it was just a little bit of a mess about really. You're can so I can I, to- 
can I come in with um? <laughs> Do you know what I'm gonna say, Tank? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when uh, I FaceTimed you before when you were in London? <laughs> yeah. Come on, let him tell the story. Yeah, come on, old man. Let 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 us know the story, buddy. You, I I FaceTimed him that I checking on because he was doing the quarantine in London. I said, "Ah, oh, I doing I doing Tank and all that, blah blah blah." And uh, I said, "Ah, oh, what time you fight then?" He's and he said, ah, oh, okay. it'll be like 4 a.m. fucking uh, your time, whatever. And, I, and he went, what time's it over there? And he was in London at the time, at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> he had a face like that. The weight cut, oh, cut, cut dummy, didn't it? Yeah, what time's it over there now? And what like, time's oh. it? Yeah, what's the time you're fucking still in London? I weren't on a weight cut. It's a different country, I went on a wake up and I went, I on, let me check. And I'm hang on, this is the same time as you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, wake, was, wake up problems. A, it was a tough, it was tough to start, but I mean we nailed it after like two or three days. Um the only downside was you couldn't do a lot, obviously, because you're not getting up there till like 3 p.m. By the time you train and have your have your food and recover a little bit, you know, there's not a lot of time daylight left for you to do anything. But we nailed it down now, obviously. Shake sort of poor planning for me and Brett and, and the boys and, and and it worked spot on. And as far as like the um the empty arena went, it was it was weird a little bit on like the walkout and the intros. It felt like you know walking to the cage for a sparring session. But once uh, once we started fighting, it, it just felt normal. And um it was a strange one because whenever I'm fighting, I always hear my old man and, and he's always the voice, even with all the crowd and all the noise, like even in like Cardiff and Copenhagen and I can always hear him, and I'm um, expecting him to be even, even louder this time. But I, I, I don't know if it was just because the fight was was going sort of planned. But I felt like he said less for this fight with no one yeah. in the crowd when it would have been easier to hear him than he does when the arena's packed out. So that that was the only weird thing really. But other than that, the the, the fight it just felt like a normal fight. Um, it's not something I'd be against doing again. Obviously, I think if we want to fight in the next couple of months, then it's going to be. There's going to be no crowd again, so it's very similar to the IMAF, to be honest. Just you know, a little bit, a little bit, obviously, the bigger production and stuff like that. Yeah, thank you. We had a question coming in, Katie Hunter. So, big shout out, Katie. She's asking, uh, what did you think of Vera vs. O'Malley on the weekend? Uh, obviously, uh, some guys you've got some interests in. I know, uh, sort of, he's, he's mentioned you before, O'Malley, I think, in one of her podcasts. Uh, a big name in, in the sport, obviously, he took a loss there to, to Cheeto. What, what do you think of that fight, and what do you think of both of those guys? Yeah, it was um, it was a shame to see us obviously go the way it did, but you can't take nothing away from um, from Chico Vera. I mean, I've I've watched the fight back and I watched a couple of videos online, and I do think the the kick to the knee was what what caused O'Malley to roll his ankle in the end. I think that the kick damaged his leg, and I think that's what sort of he was a little bit uneasy on it, and he, he's obviously gone for that switch step and rolled his ankle away. His balance wasn't right, and I think it was a good stoppage to be honest. Num- number one, I mean, he got he got it with some big heavy shots, and I think the ref could see with with the injury, you know, he was never gonna really come back and win the fight. You know, it's, it's not fate to send him back. I think they would have stopped it in between the rounds anyway. So yeah, good good win for Cheeto. Um, shame that people are not giving him the credit he deserves because he's he's a very good boy and um he he's that's a big win for him. You know, despite him probably being the higher caliber of the two really on paper people seem to write them off because they were all aboard the O'Malley train but uh, yeah you know never ne- never count um never never count the underdog out that's uh, yeah that, that, that's a boot did you um did you boys oh god it was a Bellator fight it was was it Brent Primus versus Michael Chandler yeah 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 the, the same exact thing same happened, thing happened everyone said it was a um 
Chandler just hurt his ankle, but uh, it, it that you it I think it like disables a nerve in your leg, doesn't it? When you get it there, in in that part of your leg or whatever it is. Yeah, well, it's the it same was... sort of thing with the elbow. I mean, if you ever get kicked, there's a certain point in your elbow where you get kicked in the elbow, you feel your arm sort of go dead mm-hmm. and, and numb, and I think the same. Is this? It's the same sort of nerve in, in your it's knee. It's the same with the angle, doesn't it? Yeah, and I think you see it happen to um Sahudo, didn't you? Sahudo did it again. Yeah. 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 Mighty Mouse caught him with a kick, and you can see it. It, it, it sort of limped his angle. Get back. Yeah, yeah. So I, I well, think that was what it was, and Vera just kept the pressure on him, didn't let him off the up. What I was going to say as well, with first of all, with with Cheeto Vera, it's not the first time we've seen him do that because I can remember going up to London for Brad Pickett's last fight a few years ago, and uh, everyone saying Brad was going to win. And then he, he pulls it out of the bag there. So he's he's done it before. I think he's good at being an underdog. He's got that little bit of a chip on his shoulder, Cheeto Vera, as well. The same he fought Brad Pickett in his last fight. Yeah, sparked him with the egg kick. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah he, that was in London. Um, Brad was winning the fight and yeah, Vera just, just toughed it up and then got the knockout, completely stunned the crowd, yeah. completely kind of rained on everyone's parade. So Cheeto is good at that. He's he's good at spoiling the party, I will say that. And he's got that bit of a chip on his shoulder, which I quite like. Uh, as for the stoppage as well, I, I'm with you on that one, Jack. I thought it was a good one. I thought, like, with, with him being in guard as well, if he'd started... Usually when you're in that position, you can sort of grab hold and stop him throwing the punches, but he didn't seem to be able yeah. to stop the punches coming. He, he, didn't, he, one or two. he didn't protest the stoppage either, which no. makes me think, obviously, he was, he was in a bad way with his leg. Or maybe, maybe the shots sort of... He felt the shots a little bit. I mean, it was some big elbows that come over the top. So he didn't protest the stoppage, which is usually a sign that, you know, he was done anyway. Yeah, is, is that, either of those a fight that interests you, Jack? Uh, Cheeto Vera or Sean O'Malley? Both big yeah. names now. Yeah, both of them. Both of them would be a fight that I like to, to get down the line, obviously. Uh, I, I don't know what the crack is with O'Malley now as far as injuries and stuff like that. I imagine if he's injury-free, the UFC will want to, want to try and pop him straight back in and, and, and lock the game ranked again because they, they sort of, you know, he, he's got that name about him and that personality, I think, when they try to build him into a pay-per-view star. But, uh, Cheeto will probably move up the rankings a little bit now, so I, I think two, three fights, so maybe even less. It's it's a fight that I can jump straight into. And as of any 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 of them rank boys, you know, if I stay fit and healthy and is a pull out, I think the the UFC know what I'm about and know that I'm capable of um, of jumping in and 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 putting on a show with any of those. So fingers crossed. Now we get another win before the year's out, and um, this time next year I can start putting my name in the act for those type of fights. Yeah, definitely. I think, obviously, like I said, you're, you're rising in the rankings of the UFC, but I think where you, Jack, as well, you're starting to rise a little bit now. I think for a while you sort of went under the radar a bit. You know, you were you were big in the UK and big in Wales, a huge amount of support, but now you're sort of seeing that you, I think you did a podcast the other day, was it uh, King and the Sting with Brendan Sharp? Yeah. You know, you're, start, you're starting to get a little bit more recognition now amongst sort of popular media as well. Is, is that nice for you to kind of see it sort of paying off a little bit? Because I, I do feel like you did... Outside of Wales and the UK, you did go a little bit unnoticed for a while when you're on that streak. I don't know yeah, if you sort of felt the same. Yeah, I mean, look, when you're in the UFC, it's, it's like, you know, as good as cage warriors are and what they do with their promo and stuff, you join the UFC and there's, there's probably a hundred times the amount of viewers and stuff like that on it. So naturally, you're going you're gonna to gain that little bit more traction. And, and in all fairness to like the, the UK media and stuff like that, they're constantly pushing my name. So it's only a matter of time, I think, before they start to take notice. Um, Want to shout out to Theo Vaughn for that one. He's uh, he's been following me ever since um, since I was due to fight Ekin Dayo. I think I tagged him in something on my Instagram story, and uh, he followed me. And he's, he's probably been messaging me on and off for two years. So after the fight, obviously he was keen to get me on, and <laughs> thankfully it happened. I think about like 
400,000 views or something like that. So <laughs> it's, it's not bad, is it? That, that's, that's, uh, that's on him doing that one. So, uh, they nearly get as many views as MMA UK, Jack. <laughs> yeah. If you, I, don't think, I don't think all my other interviews combined have got 400,000 views. No. So uh, i got to shout him out for that one. Yeah, no, fair play. Big shout out to those guys. Great podcast as well. So, uh, yeah, great to be on that one. Um, <coughs> just trying to see if we got any more questions. So I know, Tank, you're actually doing another podcast this evening, Tank. It's a, a, a busy lifestyle for you now, right? Yeah, I know. It's always it's in podcast after podcast all the time. <laughs> but uh, I, I, try, try and, I try and space them out, but Superstar pushed us back, didn't he? So uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to end up crashing. But I got to, I got to like quarter to ten to low anyway, so we're good for now. There we go. So what we'll do, we'll, we'll check a few at Oban and Jack, I'll try and bring you in as well because obviously, like I said, you're, you're training together now. You guys got a, an excellent gym down there. Uh, Oban Elliott, you've been you've been quite vocal in sort of looking for a fight over the last couple of months. Well, the last two years, really. Uh, yeah. Not, not shy about what you want. Uh, you finally got uh, the matchup now. Michael Figlack, what, what's your thoughts on this next opponent, buddy? Or as you said, the next victim. I, I think I saw you in one of your, one of your social media posts. Uh, I do I couldn't give a bollocks for him <laughs> at all. I mean, um, I'm just happy I got I got an opponent. I got something they can they can pull like they can pull something out of that. And I beat an undefeated guy or whatever he is. Um, yeah, it, it, it didn't. In the end, it, it kind of got a bit. Uh, it got a bit stale. I was I was open for a guy like I like there's somebody already knew in like the. I don't know the the MMA circles or whatever, but uh, I think it it got to a point where the the boys I was like asking for, I'd have to explain to people who they were, and then it kind of defeated the object of it all, if you know what I mean. So it, to be honest, you know, it, it didn't really matter. It didn't matter who, who who it is anyway. But in actual fact, this guy called me out. Well, he well he got his mate to call me out. So um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's another fight. So yeah, for people who don't know, uh, Oban is Oban's three and zero at the moment. He's going to be fighting on the trilogy, it's three Cage Warriors cards in three nights, starting on the twenty sixth of December, I believe, or twenty fourth. It's the twenty fourth. I'm the first. Twenty fourth. The twenty fourth yeah. of September, then it's the twenty fifth and the twenty sixth. I'm on the yeah. third today. So we've got three cards on the Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, yeah. Obviously, we've got Oban going to be fighting. We've got um, Aaron Khalid going to be fighting in the welterweight division, and obviously yeah. as well, we've got. We've got Mason Jones who's going to be competing for his second belt in Cage Wars as well, which is a another big deal for Wales. So it's, it's yeah. going to be a, a a big a big lot of cards. Really ambitious project for Cage Warriors, yeah, especially given this time. I, I mean, it's it's kind of you know like we said about about Jack. He's built his way up through all these different cards with Cage Warriors. How does it feel for you now, Oban, to be kind of on that similar path coming up? Fighting on these big, big domestic cards. Yeah, um, it's it's brilliant. You know, I, I'm working hard to get to the in these positions, and um, yeah, you know, I, I'm honoured to have the opportunity. But you know, I I've earned the opportunity. In the, I don't feel out of place at all. I, you know, I'm not starstruck by anyone there. I, I don't think anybody. I don't look at anyone in the locker room and think, oh, you know, so and so is over there. I just, I think about that when I walk in my gym. I I don't need to. I don't look up to anybody on the on the cage wise roster or the UFC roster really. I just look up, you know, to the boys in my gym and I take fight after fight on on the show I'm signed to. Yeah, what do you think of Michael as well? Um, he's two and zero, you're three and zero, so quite quite evenly matched in terms of records. What's 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 your take on him as an opponent? Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, tell yeah. us how you really feel, uh, Oban. Uh, <laughs> 
with him, um, he, you know, he's just a an MMA. He just, you, you know, he's been fighting for it feels like hundred years. He's been on the scene. Um, <laughs> he fights. You know, he might win, win, win a fight, lose a fight, win a fight, lose a fight. And uh, if he loses a fight, he disappears for two years. He lost the tank, disappeared for two years or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> and I was like, what, 16 when that fight happened? Or how old was I? 17 when that fight happened. So, yeah, you know, it just goes to show how long he's he's been knocking about. He hasn't really achieved anything since um, since he fought Tank. Well, look where Tank is and look where he is, you know. Um, he's sort of sat in the wings waiting for... You know, he's, I suppose he's trying to steal my spotlight. And if I was in his position, I'd, I'd try and do the same thing. But um, he sat back for the last few years, achieved nothing, beat a couple of bums and thinks he can, you know, beat me. And, you know, we'll see what happens on the, on the night. Yeah. How, how much confidence you get from training with a man to your left? I saw a post uh, you put up on Instagram the other day of, of Jack on top of you, uh, yeah, grinding you yeah. down a little bit. How, how much does that help sort of being in those positions with like so Jack and Brett? Because like, especially when like, when I'm... Um, not when I'm not trying to make weight for a fight, I'm a lot bigger and uh, tanks are a lot smaller, so it's different. But especially in these scenarios now where I'm cutting, but tanks is his natural weight, we're not even that far away in weight, so I get a lot out of it. The confidence I get in that sense when I'm when I'm training with boys like Tank is just there's there's no way I think Tank's one of the best in the world in that position, you know, especially on the ground when he's on top, he's one of the best in the world. And you know, if I can deal with with what Tank brings in the gym, I can deal with you know what, what anybody brings really, in in especially them positions where people may think they might beat me and you know they oh, they take me down or whatever you know. Right, one of your teammates below now, Josh Crazyos Reed. Uh, big shout out, Josh Reed. He's asking, will the gangster stand and bang for this fight? That's what gangsters do. Gangsters win. <laughs> there we so go. That's a good answer. You can't argue with that one. There. No, cannot, can't argue with that one. Um, but yeah. So, what, what's your situation at the moment? Oh, I know. Obviously, you've, you've joined Show Martial Arts full time now. Yeah. Um, you've, you've moved back down. You were up in Bristol living. You yeah. trained full time in Wales. You're living in Wales. What, what's your situation now? You're back over Merthyr living. Is it a little yeah. bit settled down for you at the moment? Yeah, I'll settle down. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm uh, looking at a, like a job in a school for September. But yeah, just more focusing on um, just focusing on my training. Now, I, it's annoying this this virus kind of held me back. I was open to have what four fights this year, but everyone got held up. And um, yeah, you know, I'm just getting my head down. Just can't wait to get this first fight off. There's nothing, there's nothing glamorous about this fight for me. This is just getting in, getting in that cage. I ain't gonna be a, a soul in attendance, and there's nothing glamorous about it. I'm gonna go in there and kill him. There's, there's absolutely yeah. nothing. There's nothing else. I think of. There's nothing else I want to. You know, everyone likes. Everyone gets a bit excited about. You know, the crowd or the fighting on cage wise, whatever. I didn't care if we were fighting in the pub or in the back garden. I'd have done the same thing there as I will do in the cage with him. So it's uh, it's one of them. Yeah. Answers ever. I think that's why we all love Oban Elliot. The, the yeah. honest answers there. We yeah. got Michael Jones. Uh, Shout out Truth asking Oban after. Training in a few different gyms uh, when in university and living away. What do you find the difference in training at Shaw Martial Arts compared to previous gyms? It's just, I think with us lot, well, with Shaw, I say Shaw Mixed Martial Arts, with us lot, it's just, uh, 
everybody's there, just there to help each other. I suppose everyone's like that at all at all gyms, but I mean, I think that's a that's a difficult that's a difficult question to answer because I think some boys, if you want to be the best fighter in the world, if you've got aspirations of being a world champion. And you want to be in an environment where you're constantly being pushed, and you're willing to bring help others on, and you're in a, you know, you got senior members of the of the team bringing you on. If you want to be serious about it, and you you don't want to, you know, be in a comfortable gym environment where you get easy rounds, you'll be you'll be at my gym, at our gym, Shaw Mixed Martial Arts. You won't go anywhere else. But I've been in other gyms where it, you know, it just it just didn't work. It weren't for me, and I think. It's a it's a difficult question. But I think I'm all I want to do is be a world champion. I want to be the best fighter in the world. So that's why Sure MMA works for me because I've got my coaches Carl Shaky, he like, and I obviously got Gary Lockett as well. And it's like they're like it, they're not just there to take your money and teach you a couple of techniques and send you on the way. They're there for you twenty four seven, three six five, and yeah, it is. That's a tough. Tough question yeah. to answer. I just, you know, I'm, I, I might be biased. I might not. I don't think I'm biased. I think, yeah, I think, you know, with years to come, with what we're all going to achieve, they'll look at it as the best gym in the world before. Yeah. I think. Well, Jack can probably speak a bit more about this because you know you got the likes of Shaky there. You know, Shaky's been he's he's been in the game since the very beginning, hasn't he? Starting it off, going round, learning all the different techniques. Really, with this vision of getting fighters to the UFC. I mean, how much has sort of that vision, you know, drove you boys to? Getting this sort of a gym, and, and even yourself, Jack. You know, you've been out to Albuquerque. You sort of brought back the knowledge. Is, do you think that sort of is what's driving that that atmosphere down at Show Martial Arts at the moment? Yeah, well, what people don't don't always remember about my old man is obviously because social media and stuff like that wasn't about like 10, 15 years ago when he was fighting. But he's seen the, you know, he's seen it, been there, been there, seen it, done it. He's had thirty odd amateur fights. He's had semi pro fights, pro fights. Probably had friggin' five hundred to a thousand grappling and Kumite <laughs> matches. Yeah. He's been he's he's been there and and done it on. You know, there's there's not one thing. He, there's nothing that me and Oban or Marshman or Brett can say. You know, yeah, but you you know you never cut weight and you never you never yeah. fought a pro. So how would you know? He's Very done it all. Good. Same with Carl. You know, Carl hasn't got the same level as, of fight experience, but Carl has been coaching pro MMA fighters for, for almost twenty years. Yeah. Of course, against the likes of Michael Bisping like 20 years ago, but people don't always see that because, you know, it, it, it was a different time back then. Um, and that's what people don't understand, I don't think. You know, the coaches, I, we've got specialists in every area, but they've they, they've done it themselves, you know. And I've trained, like you said, at, at, at gyms across the country. I've, I've been out to Jackson Wink, which is arguably, you know, the best gym on the planet. And there's nothing they've got there that we haven't got. Maybe they've got a little bit more um, quantity than what we've got. You know, they've got a couple more coaches, but that's just because they've got probably, you know, twice the amount of MMA fighters. And and sometimes, you know, you see people like Mark D. Casey talk about it when you went to American Top Team. When you go to these big, big gyms, a lot of the time you were, you were just, you know, you're just a lamp to the slaughter for the top boys. They, they, they don't want to help bring you along. They want to chuck you in because you're a good sparring partner. For, for the top, top names. Whereas with yeah. our gym, every fight who fights out, out of our gym, whether, whether it's a 1-0 and amateur or it's, or it's a, a 3-0 and pro like Oban or it's, or it's me, Brett or Marshman who's fighting on, on the world stage, you'll have the same amount of attention, the same yeah. amount of coach time. And, and the coaches want you... The, a win to the... You know, an amateur win is just as important to Carl, Heem 
and my old man as, as it is for me to win in the UFC. And, you know, like Oban said, I, I generally think in years to come we'll be looked at as, as one of the top 10 gyms in the world, despite being in, in such a small area. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, re- I'll try to record speech for itself. Like, you know, we've got my old man has, has gone me and Marshman from, from, from scratch, from guy, kids who didn't know what they were doing, didn't know how to throw a punch into the UFC. Um, and obviously Brett is training us now and I'm sure he, he'll agree with the, the differences made to his game. Um, you know, and he's done that with no sort of backing, uh, you know, until recently, you know, we're, we're very fortunate that we've got these really good guys like, like Batch and Jack Evans that help us out. But years ago, there was never, you know, no, we never had no grants, no funding, nothing like that. He, he did it all off his own back. We start, we started in a cellar in a nightclub, you know, a, a gym probably smaller than this room. And he was running the classes on him on his own five nights a week. Now you look at it. He's got the gym himself, but he's got Carl there who's bringing world-class knowledge. He moves, you know, how many other gyms in the UK or Wales have got a guy with 120 tie fights out in Thailand and fought in yeah. the Lumpini <laughs> Stadium, you know? So we've it's got it all now. We've yeah. got everything we need. And, you know, pe- people can say what they want about us and, and, and the naysayers can say, you know, the boys need to go elsewhere as, as far as bigger gyms are concerned. But what they can never do is argue with the results. You know, you look on paper at the results we produce um, and they can't be argued with. And at the end of the day, when... When everyone's retired and, and and all is said and done, the only thing that, that stands is the results and, and what you know the records and the the how many fights we had at the top level and how many amateur champions we had and IMAF champions and Cage Warriors champions. So, you know, at the end of the day, I, I like Oban said, I think within within a couple of years' time, you'll see people from all over the world travelling to train with us now because of the how the facility looks as well. You know, to have something yeah. like that in Wales or even in the UK is um is incredible for us as fighters, but obviously the hard work for the coaches has paid off as well. Oh, fucking hell, I put my phone <laughs> The hard work for the coaches has paid off as well. So it's just a pleasure to be a part of it and, you know, contribute to it a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was just going to say the same thing with, with you there. It's a, it's a great gym. Like, I've been there a couple of times now and it really is a, a world-class facility for, for anyone. So I, I could well see people coming in and... And joining now, we've we've actually just got a good question coming in for you, Jack. I know you've got to go soon, so I want to get this one in there. It's from <laughs> Dean Callow, and he's saying that uh, is it true that CM mm-hmm. Punk is coming over tea on Sunday? Now, I, I, for people who don't know, for people who don't know this, uh, Jack Jack Shaw sadly didn't make the UFC game. Didn't make the cut. C- crime against the country, I think, but you know it is what it is now. And uh, CM Punk did, and obviously you tweeted that out, Jack, and he, he actually replied to you. So yeah. Well, <laughs> Have you spoke to him in the DMs or anything like that, Jack? Or was no, it all just no, what we saw? No, just on the comment. Like, them Yanks, they don't know how to take the banter, man. They, they think <laughs> uh-huh. they're serious about everything. They just, they're just a different breed. They're a little bit dull, I think. They don't, they don't get sarcasm. So, obviously, <laughs> on the comments, CM Punk obviously got the sarcasm, didn't he? So, uh, he dropped me a little comment and uh, he was pretty sound. So, he's, he's not quite coming around for tea on Sunday, but... Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think I. You know, I don't think I upset him as much as I upset the uh, the lifelong fan wrestling fans. You know, the twenty five year olds with their uh, Triple H posters on the wall. I think I upset them a little bit more than uh, than the man himself. But uh, they defended his honor on Twitter with uh, their fake names and pictures. So that's the main. You know, who, who, who's Jack Show at the end of the day? Yeah, no, that, that's the main thing. Stand stand by him and. Um... To be fair, uh, CM Punk, he responded by saying he'd, he'd trade his place in the game for one of your wins, which I think is it's a fair enough comment, really, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, <laughs> he would as well, wouldn't he? Of course he would. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's that little bit of uh, 
CM Punk controversy. And also, Derek, I don't know if you were aware of this because you were in fight week as well, but there was a little bit of controversy with you before you fought, which was um, obviously uh, there was a, a, a shout out from the now champion of your division who said that you were ducking his ducking his coach in the in fight week. What, oh, what was that all about? Shit and all. Let me tell you. <laughs> what was that? He, what no Peter Yan I and I and from, uh, what I've, from what I've been told he doesn't even run his Twitter apparently what I've been told is um is his manager runs his Twitter and from what I can make of it they're just trying to get their boy in the UFC um they they're saying that they said that me and Nathaniel would turn down his coach and go to Abu Dhabi but you know a Graham Boyne will attest to this we got a message at four o'clock on Friday afternoon to say the Santos is out. You know, we're working on a replacement. I had a message 11 o'clock Friday night to say Aaron Phillips is in. There was no, you know, is this guy, this guy, and this guy? Who do you want to fight? Who would you rather fight? There was, he's out, he's in. So it's the same as it's always been, you know, from fighting as an amateur to fighting on cage drawers to fighting in the UFC. Um, they, they tell you who you fight. They tell me who I'm fighting and I and I sign the contract. It's simple as that. Fair play is good. Good to get that out of the way because I, that actually had a, <laughs> I, that got a little bit of traction on sort of MMA Twitter and throughout the MMA media when you when you come out and said that. that that bollocks. After, you just can't believe it. I just, I mean, like it's, Twitter is a toxic place. If you believe yeah. anything on Twitter, you believe yeah. a lot of lot of false I think, things. I mean, yeah, I think like one second if you think a fully grown man who's fight who's been fighting since whatever age he is, it's going to suddenly go, oh, I'm turning a fight down, so I'm not going to fight him, but I'll fight someone else. Come on. And you want to talk about, I mean, I, 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 I don't even know who he was on about I Won't Fight, but i seen someone tweet the kid who they want, who the Russians are on about. He's 9-1 and one, and almost 9 of his wins have been inside Russia. So, uh, how, how that's an easier fight than Twelve a and guy, three guy. a guy who's 12 and 3, who, who's been in the, who's two of his yeah. three losses have been in the UFC. Is have a losses to a guy who's now in the UFC and, and, and who's on a six-fight win streak before fighting me. Oh, that's an easier fight, I'm not sure. But, you know, like I said, if they want to sign up his coach and, and he wants to have a little wrestle, <laughs> I'll happily oblige. There you go. Jack, I know you've got to shoot off soon, so I'm going to put this last question up for you um, and then we're going to let you go and I'll, I'll, I'll carry on with Oban for a little bit. But Carlos Hall is asking, he, he's saying he'd love a Shaw's gym in Kefili. Is there any plans to sort of expand? And obviously now you've got this massive centre. Is, is there any plans to, to open other gyms across Wales? <laughs> but maybe not, maybe expand worldwide. I don't know about Kefili, you know, like, <laughs> 15 minutes down the road. You probably get a, if you he, probably jump on a bus or uh, <laughs> a train. Um, so probably not Kefili, but uh, he's more than welcome to uh, to come along now in September when we open up to uh, to new members. He's more than, than welcome to come along with him and train. Um, obviously, I, I imagine we'll probably expand our, our facility where it is before we expand anywhere else in the world. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, like, the gym has, has been running 13 years, and I think if you ask my old man uh, 13 years ago, would he be running a full-time facility with three boys training they were fighting the UFC, he just said no chance. So who's to say what we could be possibly doing in another 10 years? I mean, who's to say there won't be a show MMA England, Ireland and Scotland or a, or a show MMA Vegas or a show MMA California? I suppose you never know. Um, so mm. nothing, you know, nothing, nothing's ever out of the question. But uh, at the minute, I think if we're going to expand, it, it'll probably be our own gym. I mean, the, the match before lockdown were absolutely packed. Um, so... At the end of the day, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, my old man will give you a better idea. You probably have to convince him to win the lottery first before he moves to Jimmy. <laughs> <Kelly. laughs> 
There we go. We've got Ian Gary as well saying, ugly boy. And Jack, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> Gaza. There you go. Big, big shout out to Ian Gary. And Ian's also asking that. Uh, Oban, what's it like to be second best? I, I don't know what he means by that. I don't know if, no. if that's an in joke. Second best <laughs> to who? <laughs> Probably to Tank in the interview. I'm thinking, I don't know. There we go. We'll, we'll, we'll go with that one, Oban. We'll go with that one, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, Jack, I don't know if you want to jump off now. Obviously, I know we've, you've got another interview. Uh, you're a man in high demand these days, so we, we do appreciate your time, buddy, honestly. And I mean, is, is there any sort of... Before you go, is it thinking that if there's another card now on Fight Island, you'll be looking for that one? Is it? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I like the fight in Vegas as well. I know they got um, Darren Stewart out there, and obviously Corey. So the yeah. the visa and the travel thing is obviously not an issue now compared to where I was. I don't imagine. So to be honest, I'd probably rather go to Vegas and fight. You know, I like to get about, and I've I've done the Fight Island experience. I, well, I'd go back and fight. Of course, I would. But if if I could choose between fighting there in Vegas. I'd love to fight in Vegas as well. So, I mean, end of October or November would be ideal for me now. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to ramp the training up a little bit again and, and, and get back um, fighting fit. Uh, obviously, keeping, keeping, giving Oban some rounds ready for his fight is, uh, yeah. is no easy feat when you're, when you're unfit. So, I'm getting my ass in gear. Um, no, you're fit. Get, getting you our could, fight fitness fight, back up. I think you could fight that lightweight, no problem. <laughs> I, can fight, I can fight that lightweight I, I, tomorrow, yeah. But, you could, uh, yeah, yeah, you I'm, could. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah, just just stay fit now, and, and obviously if something crops up, I've, I've told Graham that uh, I'll be ready around about that time. So I'm sure he'll, um, he's on the case. Oh, Gray, he's uh, he, he's a, he's a busy man, but he's got it what he does. So I'm sure he'll have something for me, um, you know, in not too long. On that, um, Khabib Gaethje card interest you? Being a, being on the yeah, other card, yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, if I was gonna go to Fight Island, it would have to be for a. I think it, it would tempt me in more if it was a big car like that with someone like Khabib and Gates, you know, two two massive names, two two of my favourite fighters. So I suppose they could coax me into uh, to fight on the undercard there. But um, it'd be great to go to Vegas as well. So, but I obviously Khabib is going to fight out in Abu Dhabi or Dubai from what I'm seeing. So if uh, if if they want a, a strapping young Welshman on the undercard <laughs> of that, I'll uh, happily oblige. Brilliant. Well, thank. All the best, buddy. We, we do appreciate you coming on again and we look forward to seeing you again there again. We'll probably do another one of these before you get on there anyway, but thanks for the time, buddy, and uh, we'll see you soon, all right? Sure, have a good one, lads. See you later. Cheers. Cheers, Hank. He's off. There we go. He's off. Hello. So, and then there was Sue Oban Elliott. Uh, what, what's it like, obviously, being in these conversations? We've done we've done a few interviews now over the last couple of years, but yeah. seeing the guy, seeing these guys in the gym ahead of you now really starting to get on, I mean, it must must be pretty good for your, your inspiration and, it is, and, yeah. and what you're aiming for, really. And, well, it's brilliant, and you know, bless them that they, they they do these interviews, and they they always mention me. They've done so <laughs> many and said, "Oh, the next best thing, Oban Elliott, blah blah blah." So I ca I can't not get to the UFC now with what the boys have said about me. So uh, yeah, it's it's brilliant. I'm honoured to to train, it, and you know, it wouldn't be the same if we didn't get all get on as mates. But um, I'm just honoured to train with them. You know, they're they're like my best mates. Yeah, no, fair play. And uh, like, like you said, we've, we've got a lot of good Welsh fighters now, not just in Shaw Mixed Martial Arts. Obviously, we've got Corey McKenna, just yeah. got the contenders. We've got Liu Long and Ben Ellis. There's a lot of yeah. guys coming through. Um, obviously, yeah. a, a guy you might want to speak a little bit about because he's in, in your division is Mason Jones. You know, he's Mason. He's fighting. He's obviously won the light be lightweight belt last time out. Mm. He's going to be fighting for his second belt in the Cage Warriors division now on that trilogy weekend or trilogy yeah. week, I should say. Yeah. 
what's your thoughts on Mason at the moment and, and the challenges you're coming up with Adam Proctor at the welterweight division? I think, you know, I think a lot of Mason, I think, you know, he's a, he's a great fighter. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's a, he got that opportunity in March to fight for the belt. You know, he took it with both hands and he, he performed, you know, you, there's, there's one thing to say about, you know, given whatever fights you've always got to get in there and you've always got to win. And Mason's done nothing but win so far. So I can't, I can't say nothing but good things about it. And there's a bit of, there, I don't think there's any, um, there's absolutely no ill will at all from me towards Mason. He's just, I didn't even know how all I started really. But it's just, if I ever, you know, I've given him a bit of banter. I think when he won the bout, I said, like a Brock Lesnar line, like, I'm coming for you or something like that, you know, just, yeah. And is I it, think... It's a lot of it. Oh, can I ask? It's a lot of it, like, the, the fans, because he's got a lot, he's got a big following. Yeah. And, and fans you've got a big following dad. as well. Is, is it kind of the, more of a fan driven? Yeah. So, it, it's just, fan, it's the fans. I think it started off because a lot of the boys, a uh, big group of boys come to watch me fight and they said, ah, oh, who's this in the main event? You know, Oban's being the co-main event or something. No, Oban's being the main event, and then the there was just a bit of back and forth, like, oh no, Mason's better than Oban, and Oban's better than Mason, and it's just it happened like that, you know. And um, there's there's nothing, you know. I don't, I don't, why I got nothing. I'm not, I haven't got that small town mentality. I don't need to go and prove them tougher than the guy next door. I want to go and prove them tougher than everyone in the world. So I don't need to, I, you know. I wish Mason all the best. I'm happy for him in what in what he's doing. I'm happy for him. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. And I, I think you know, you, like people say, you know, we've got Brett Johns, Jack Shaw, all these guys talking about you, Jack Marshman's as well. Yeah. And uh, it, it is clear you are are on that path. And I think yeah. it's, it's great we've got so many Welsh guys this this sort of coming up. And I mean, like like you said last time out, you know, two and zero you were, and then you you stepped up and fought on the co-main event. I mean, what, yeah. what was that like? looking back? What was that like at the Ice Arena to do that in your third yeah, fight? That, it was a lot. It was a it was a big deal for me then. It was, um, you know, I was still raw. I, I'd say I was a raw talent at that time, athletic. Um, there weren't much finesse about my game at that point, but I still feel I could I could take the world on. I still feel I could beat Khabib, but then, um, you know, in my head. But uh, I just think back then it was a bit. It was a huge deal for me. But I think. Uh, Coming into the you know 2020, we've had the big layoff. I've had a lot of time to reflect, and I think you know, I don't think I'll ever be. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I thought that was a big deal for me. I was excited by the fact it's a co main event for me. But what I've taken from this like time off is a fight to fight. You, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter if everybody's watching, it doesn't matter if that you know, there's no gonna, it's not gonna be a crowd there. I don't care if I'm the first one on. Um, a fight, a fight to fight. It was a big deal then, but you know, I'm a 22 year old. But I felt like I was 21. I was, I was still like a boy. You're still a young, young, raw talent. But what? Well, it's only 11 months have gone past. 10 months have gone past. But I feel like maturity, um, my skill level has just gone trip, triple, quadruple fold yeah. uh, compared to then. And you were training, you did a little bit of sparring up in uh, Birmingham with Jai Herbert as well, obviously. Yeah, Jai, yeah. Jai fought out on the island. Uh, he, yeah. he took a loss, but he fought very well, even though he lost. I mean, what, what, was, that, what was that experience like training with him? And what, what did you learn up there with, with Jai? Yeah, I, I had I had some great sparring, you know, and I big shout out to Jai for welcoming, welcoming me into his gym. Um, he, uh, 
you know, he, he treated me like he knew me, knew me a couple of years and he was my friend. Yeah, there was no ego. And he was, I think, did he, he just got signed to the UFC and I think we got in the cage to spar and he, and he, he was like, oh, it's uh, Cage Warriors title fight in, in his voice. And, uh, you know, all of his corner were there. And, you know, I, I think he thought a lot of me in the sense I turned up with my kit bag on my own, just walked into a gym full of, full of killers up there that I never met before. And I just brought my gloves, my gum shield, my my shin guards, and turned up. And you know, I shook everyone's hand as when I got there. I shook everyone's arm when I left. And I, you know, I gave them good, honest rounds. And we had some really good rounds, me and Jay. And I, I can't wait to train with him again. And he was really unlucky in his last fight. You know, it, no one deserved that more than him. He's a working class man with a family now. And I really, I was hoping to God he would win that fight. And you know, shit happens in life. You know, and I, I think he's probably dealt with worse. And um, I know it won't stop him. And I know he'll come back 10 times stronger, I, I believe, judging on the character of him. Like, Yeah. No, it was a, I, I had him winning that fight right until that yeah. one shot. So, you know, I, I I did think it was a bit of a late stoppage. He took a couple of extra shots there. But at you the same time, you know. If you're going to go down, you're going to go down like a gangster, aren't you? You're going to go down. If I, if I ever get knocked out, I want to be dead completely out cold on the floor. <laughs> I don't want to be... Given I want to be waking up where I go, whoa, what happened? Oh, we, oh, it's tr sort of thing, you know. If if I don't think Jai's got many complaints, I think you know Dan Hardy was looking after him. Herb, you know, thought he he saw Jai in a good spot, and it is what it is, you know. Yeah, but it would yeah. have been nice to see. It's hard, isn't it? Because fight the safety is uh, paramount, but um, it's one of them, you know. That there's. It's fractions in it, you know. Very, very fine lines with these decisions. And for me, I yeah. always kind of tend to go with the refs. I know it's, yeah, it's hard, but it's it's such a hard job. So I, I always give the benefit of the doubt to the ref if I yeah. can, and, and that's the way. And he, he was goes. winning the fight. Herbie yeah. was probably watching the fight, going, "Oh, he's Jai's pinging his head off. He's got it. There's a shot here. Oh, is he all right? Is he all right? Is he all right? Oh, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. He is out. You know, it was one of them. If that Francisco was putting it on him and then he landed a big shot and dropped it and would have been stopped there and then. But because he was he was up on the cards, he was way ahead in uh, terms of the momentum of the fight. I think Herb just judged it as he saw it. I, you know, I didn't think it was that bad at all. Yeah. Uh, we've got a question coming in and this is kind of on the back. Obviously, we've got Cora McKenna now, the first female, the first Welsh female to get into the UFC. So, big shout out to Cora McKenna for that win last weekend, a, a dominant performance. Uh, Really, really, really good win, three-round decision. She's mm. now the first female to sign for the UFC. Um, on the back of that, Henry Say is asking, oh, man, have you thought, thought about fighting on Dana White's contender series? Is that, I have. Is that I, something um, you do? I think Shaky's tried being in touch to get me on that. Um, it would suit me because my level, my record doesn't suggest my level. And I think if I went on there, you know, it's a one-night, yeah. one-shot kind of thing. And it would... Uh, it would open everyone. I, you know, I there, boom, in the UFC, no, no messing about. And yeah. I would one hundred percent do it if I got the opportunity. I'd win it in an heartbeat. I yeah. want. Don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, I think Cage Wise is amazing, and I'm not in any rush whatsoever to get to the UFC. But at the same time, I, I think I'm good enough, and, and I'm brave enough to do it. So. Yeah, so it's kind of a juggling act because you, you get on one hand, you get sort of that chance to. Headline Cage Warrior shows on BD Sports yeah. to get to get those belts and you yeah, know like course, like Mason yeah. is now having two belts potentially yeah or or you make the jump straight away and and go try and you know 
try and do that in the UFC, starting off young. I mean, yeah. guys have joined young and gone all the way. You know, like Max Holloway was a guy who signed, I think, at yeah. 20, 21. And so I guys like do that. do it. And, you know, John Jones was a guy who, who signed young. And I always wanted to be one of them guys that signed young because I've been training all my life and uh, I've not had any other aspirations other than being a UFC champion of the world. I didn't think, oh, I'm going to get this. I've got to make sure I get to that stage first and get to that stage first. If you threw me in there with Khabib Nurmagomedov tomorrow, i take the fight 100%. And, you know, it, it might seem uh, funny, but anyone who knows me and all my coaches know that I would, I literally would take that fight 100% and I believe I could win that fight. Yeah. So, um, it's good that, you've got that, that sort of fight, confidence over. So well. uh, it's confidence, but it's not, it's, I'm not under any delusions or anything like that. Um, I just, you know, I, I've got one goal and that's the, be the be the best in the world and when Mason won the belt and like you know it, people go oh he's calling this out he's calling that what am I going to do call someone out beneath me what am I going to do am I going to look down and say yeah I'll have that one because I think I could beat him or I could, I, I could have that one I think I could beat him and I'm going to look ahead when I was in year 7 I was picking fights with the year 11s <laughs> So it's no different now, is it? Come on. That, does, that doesn't surprise me at all, though, man. I go exactly. down. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, but be, before Khabib, you know, I, I I do honestly think that these things are in the future for you, you know, the way you apply yeah. yourself. I definitely think that's in the in the future for you. But right now, and you know, I you've think, got... I, you've got, I wanted to say, is when we were talking about the gym the gym earlier, there's not going to be... There's no... There's not going to be any luck involved. I'm in an atmosphere where my coaches will tell me if I've done something shit, they'll say, oh, man, that was shit. If I'm in a, if I'm doing something well, I'll say yeah, you don't you done well tonight. But you know, I'm never ahead of myself. I'm never thinking. I'm not training with boys that you know. You know, I get easy subs on, easy punch, land easy punches on. You know, it's like a four on one scenario when I'm when I'm training. Him, you know, you should have seen, you should have seen train. You know, my my fight camp rounds last night. I've got a, a fresh killer on me who fights in the UFC in every from every angle. It's like a four-on-one scenario every time and they're trying to beat the shit out of me in the gym. The boys are trying to beat... They're trying to completely and utterly gas me out. They're trying to see what I'm made of and I've got the coaches in my corner that are going to make sure I get there because they're... I trust them. They trust me. They're serious about what, what they do. I'm serious about what I do and it's not going to be an accident when I, when I keep climbing these ranks because I put myself in the spots. I don't avoid the rounds. I go up to Birmingham to spar the the best lightweight in Europe, you know, and I still think he is the best lightweight in Europe, Jaya. But I, I went up there myself. You get, you got signed to the UFC. I wanted to see how good he was. I want to see how good I was. I go up there. I don't go. I, I talk shit online and say, yeah, yeah, I could do this. I could do that. I'm going to find out myself. I'd spar yeah. Mason tomorrow and see how good I am there. I've trained with Lou Long. I want to see how good I was there. One of the best welterweights in Europe, top five in UFC included in Europe. So I'm. It's not going to be any. There's no bullshit along the way, and it's it's a bit like my next opponent now. I fought every single time they've offered me a fight. I haven't turned a fight down. I was meant to fight my opponent's brother for the academy belt a couple of years ago, but he turned it down. I fought Josh Hudson instead. I haven't turned a fight down. Every time I'm meant to fight, and there I fight. I I take the hard fights. I've never gone. Oh, give me a bum. I'll let me have two years off. I'll go knit pads with the boys. Then let me fight a bum after a two-year layoff. Ever. I, and I'll never do that. The proof's in the pudding. It'll all come out in the wash. You'll see in September the difference between me and bums 
like I'm fighting on the 24th. There you go. Well, I was going to say, because we've got, we've got a uh, comment coming in from Chris Garden, and he, he, he prefaced this by saying, no disrespect here, but Figlak's a, a pucker boxer. Uh, he's a proper wrestler coming from the gym he does. What, what, what have you got, Oban? He's asking. What, what have you got compared to Figlak there? Balls. <laughs> there we go. I think that's the, just the just the walk-off knockout with our answer there, isn't it? Yeah. There we go. And what's your prediction for this fight? We've had a couple of people dropping comments as well. Um, Oban Elliott versus uh, Michael Figlak. I think it's Cage Warriors 114, I think this one is. Yeah. Um, what, what's your prediction on this fight? Um... I think we're going to, you know, that cage door lock, he'll look across at me, you know, whatever he thinks, whatever he might think he's going to do. He'll look across at me and there won't be anyone in attendance. It'll just be me and him. You're going to wear every slap, every every punch, every kick. You're going to wear each other's corners. He's going to he's gonna realise what he's up against. I won't have to do much. He'll bottle it. How familiar are you with, with Michael Oban? familiar enough yeah fair play yeah. <laughs> and we've got another question again from chris who's asking will you shake hands uh with him at the weigh-ins i'll shake his hands i ain't scared to shake someone's hand i'm a man i, I don't need to tense clench my fist and me my eyebrows out and uh try and look tough i'll shake his hand i'll shake his hand after as well yeah so, don't still, still, yeah still got that uh love the pain story there oh my i that, that, yeah. you, right? I still I still love that story that you told. I think that was the first time we spoke yeah. back when you were like a 3-0 amateur. I remember that. that. Love the pain. You, you still got that kind of attitude, which I think is very, uh, still quite refreshing to see you moving yeah, forward with you that. Know, I, I'm, I'm not under any illusions at any given time. I, I think um, it, my mindset's just getting stronger and stronger and stronger and I'm surrounded by the best, you know, the best people I could possibly be surrounded with. So, you know, it, it's... Uh, I'm a product of my surroundings and um, it, it'll show on the night, it'll show my career and yeah, I can't, I can't say much more on that. And a, a, a little BBC appearance since the last time we spoke as well. I think yeah, we, yeah, we, did, yeah. we, we did do it. So for people watching who don't know, I actually interviewed Oban. You were supposed to fight back on Cage Warriors in Ebervale and yeah. we, did a, we did a pile of interviews. I, I interviewed Jack Shaw, Jack Marshburn. They were going to be fighting on UFC London. It was a, yeah, a whole a whole thing we did, and they, obviously COVID came along and it all got cancelled. And uh, just literally just before that, you'd been sort of followed around by a crew of BBC yeah. uh, reporters and videographers, and you had your own little kind of documentary. What what yeah. was that like? That was nice. It, it was a, a lot shorter than um, I. Uh, well, we were filming it for God knows how long, but um, yeah, it was really it was nice, and it was a nice tribute to my dad as well. I think the whole thing. The whole thing being put on the BBC. Um, if only he could have, he could see it now. Uh, and I say, yeah, it, it details my story and what you know. I've travelled here, there, been around, and how everything's come full circle. And I'm on this on this path now. It, it was really nice, you know. It was it, I was crying my eyes out watching, it. <laughs> and I watched I I watched it once or twice. I couldn't watch it again. Um, couldn't I couldn't listen. To, you know, I like the sound of my own voice, but not that much. You know. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, at least you're it, honest. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was really nice, and um, you know, I feel like it, it made my family and my friends proud. How my teammates. Yeah, is that is that still available for people to watch on iPlayer? I would assume on iPlayer. Yeah, it's up, it was up for the year. So when was that? When was that released? February time. It's up there for another few months. Yeah, because people still send me screenshots of it now. I'm skimming on iPlayer. This pops up. Yeah, 
so <laughs> it's still cool there. Yeah, it's, it's cool there. Yeah. Like people I went to uni with, sending pictures like what are you doing on my TV and stuff. It's it's cool there. Yeah. It's nice. Are you, are you working full time? Are you training full time now, or do you, do you sort of work in between until? Uh... I just work when I can, and you know, thank God I got sponsors that help me out now and then. But um, yeah, I, I'm just I'm just trying to keep my head above the water. Uh, it's been a tough time with the coronavirus, but uh, yeah, I'm just doing doing what I can. I give it all that on uh, Instagram, <laughs> saying I uh, train one day a week and stuff like that. But, uh, <laughs> that may or may not be true. <laughs> Take from that where you will then. Yeah. Oh, you've, you've like you said it yourself. You're a lot of people behind you, a lot of fans, a lot of friends, yeah. a lot of sponsors. Anyone you want to give a shout out before uh, we we round this one off tonight? Um, just everybody. You know, my sponsors. Uh, you're dealing with a with a man on a weight cut. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna go naming anyone because I'll end up forgetting someone along the way, and someone will be sitting there waiting for me to see them, and I'll forget. But just everyone who supports me, my my brilliant sponsors, um, and my friends, and my family, and my teammates, and uh, everyone who believes in me and who's always believed in me, because you know I've I've had people along the way say I'm no good. They they've said they've laughed at me. They've they've said I'm wasting my time. They said. You know what? Well, you know you you're not you're not what you think you are. You're not this. You're not that. I've had all people along the way say these things to me and about me, and um, I'm still here. I'm I'm still I'm still putting it on the line. And uh, for my next fight and for all the fights in the future, that it's it's just I'm gonna make sure I get these results to to pay back your support and and love you've shown me. Brilliant. Hello, man. Always great to catch up to you, but it's been a while. We, we want yeah, to make, sure we, a while. make sure we don't leave it this long next time. No, we'll, no. Uh, we'll when, I can't of... remember the last time we did one. It was probably a year ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, we obviously, I came down to the gym and interviewed you. Um, yeah, but that was it. But I, that obviously all got yeah. sort of thrown to the wind. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, since then we've had nothing. So. Yeah. But Well, it's nice to catch up, Blue. Yeah. Oh, man. All the best of I remember I had your the first interviews we had. I I was there. My hands were soaking wet with sweat. I was like, ah oh, shit, I got an interview. Yeah, nice to catch up. Nice one. Luke. I think I think the first interview we did was before you fought Josh Hudson. Yeah. Um, I can't remember that the fight it was for, but I remember I saw you fight down in Newport as an amateur. Yeah. Um, I think you might be on a car, but there's like loads of snow. Yeah. And... Yeah. I was a raw, angry little nineteen-year-old yeah. or twenty or whatever I was. Just desperate to win, desperate to win, desperate to yeah. win. I remember before I, I punching the walls before I went out and that. Yeah, but no, yeah. I remember seeing that fight and I was I messed you quite quite short after and yeah. we, we spoke and uh, obviously shot ball. That's the one. It's it's gone from strength to strength there and like I said, yeah. hopefully it keep, keeps going well for you and uh, like I yeah. said, we do see you in those big fights coming up. Yeah, well, uh, hey, it's there's there's no bigger fight than me on the Cage Warriors <laughs> trilogy. So that is the big fight, you know. I've I've got a challenge in, in Figlac. God bless him. I hope he has a, a brilliant training camp with his team. Um, yeah, you know, there is no bigger fight than me on that night, on that Thursday night. And, you know, I, I would say the entire three days, but there is some big fights. There's some <laughs> champ, champ fights going on. We've got, we've got Mason Jones versus Adam Proctor on the card, on the trilogy. We've got uh, Frederick just got announced against um, Jamie Richardson. Richardson. Big fight, by the way. We've got big fights on the card, but the biggest fight is me. <laughs> there we go. Oban Elliot, thank, thank you, buddy. And I'll uh, see you again soon, okay?
Yeah, I'll see you soon. Salut.